Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of the Day Sun Digest. My name is Angelina Davis, and I am one of the liaison clinical pharmacists. And today I will be talking to you about just for men, an update on the management of UTI. And I'm excited about this particular episode mainly because for so long we have not had an optimal treatment duration for the management of UTI in men. And it has been something that has been debated for a long time. We've seen treatment courses range anywhere from two weeks to seven days, 14 days, four weeks. There's just been a lot of studies in the past that have tried to dig a little bit deeper into this question. But finally, what has been published in JAMA very recently uh, this year, as a matter of fact, this uh, particular publication was one that was presented at the most recent uh, ID week. This particular article looked at or study looked at the effect of seven versus 14 days of antibiotic therapy on resolution of symptoms among a febrile man with urinary tract infection. And so I think that this was definitely a very interesting topic. Uh, I, I know that I was attracted to it when I saw it, it presented, and I thought, you know, I'll definitely have to check out this article because I am sure that it includes a lot of great information, and I wanted to share that with you as I dug a little bit deeper and realized that I think that we finally have an answer. So in recent years, we've been seeing this growing body of data that has shown that a shorter duration of treatment often performs just as good as the longer durations of treatment that we have been used to seeing, especially for infections such as pneumonia or intra-abdominal infection, um, osteomyelitis, cellulitis, etc., and even UTI in women. But what we have not seen is this shorter duration uh, recommended clearly recommended for UTI in men. Uh, this was actually a study that was conducted in two U.S. Veteran Affairs or VA medical centers out of Minnesota and Texas. Uh, it's a double-blind, placebo-controlled, randomized trial. And what it looked at these treatment courses, seven versus 14 days, in men who were 18 years of age or older, and they were treated in the outpatient setting or had a, a very, very, very short uh, possible stay in observation inpatient for less than 24 hours. So it's primarily or really all outpatient management of UTI. Once again, these patients had to be a febrile. Uh, they also had to have at least one symptom of the new onset um, infection. So they had to experience either dysuria, frequency of urination, urgency of urination, hematuria, etc. And they had to be treated with either ciprofloxacin or trimethoprim sulfamethoxazole or Bactrim. And this was mainly because these particular agents made up 90% of male UTI treatment in the VA system. So this was based upon formulary as well as just clinical practice in the VA. Now, patients were excluded. If they had a prior UTI treatment within 14 days, if they had a cause of infection that was not due to the urinary tract, as well as if they were febrile. So remember, this is a study of afebrile men. They were also excluded if growth of an organism in the urine was not susceptible to either Cipro or Bactrim. Now, 
I do want to note that urine culture was not required for enrollment in the study. So this was not uh, something that or data that we had for all of the patients that were enrolled, but there were a number of patients that did receive urine culture. We will talk about that um, momentarily, uh, but I do want to point out that that was not one of the requirements. From the onset of the study, there were 1,058 patients that were identified for potential enrollment and were screened. And after the you know, process of inclusion and exclusion, we were able to narrow that down to a total of 272 that were randomized into two equal groups of 136 patients. So this was a double-blind trial, meaning that all patients received a 14-day treatment course. If you were in the seven-day group, you received seven days of active antibiotic followed by placebo. And if you were in the 14-day group, you received the total 14 days of antibiotic treatment upon randomization. Patients also received follow-up via telephone at 14 days, which was the day that they ended their treatment course. But then again, after the treatment ended, they received a call on days 7, 14, and 28. And the reason for this follow-up assessment by phone is that in the study, they wanted to assess for uh, signs and symptoms of urinary tract infection, uh, as well as adverse events. The primary outcome of this study was symptom resolution, and this was symptom resolution by day 14 after they completed active therapy. And they also evaluated uh, for secondary outcomes, which were two secondary outcomes that were pre-specified, and that was recurrent UTI symptoms as well as adverse events. And remember, this is what they were using the follow-up telephone calls to assess. So when you look at baseline demographics and many of the comorbid conditions in this study, and you think about how does this patient population apply to the one in my local facility, uh, I do want to highlight some things that stood out um, in terms of the baseline data. This was generally a group of older men, so the median age was 70 years. And when you look closely at urinary uh, or urinary tract-related comorbidities, you'll find that the most common urinary comorbidities included any prior UTI. Um, That was the case in 57 to 62% of patients, prosthetic hypertrophy, uh, as well as urinary incontinence. So these were men that had some level of complication or comorbidity within the urinary tract. Things such as intermittent catheter use or prostate cancer, um, urethral stricture, those things were less common, but definitely also present. And when you look at non-urinary comorbidities, it's likely not surprising that the most common non-urinary comorbidity that was noted was diabetes. And that was the case in 34 to 44% of patients um, that uh, were included in this particular study. Now, when they evaluated cultures that were attained within the study, they showed that uh, there were 145 urinary cultures that were obtained out of the 272 patients overall. And the most common pathogen that was isolated was, guess what? (laughs) E. coli. So that part is not surprising. It's very much confirms that this was likely a, a similar population to what we would normally see in our clinical practice. 
All right, so that sums up the overall methods uh, associated with the study and kind of gives you an overview of how the study was designed, who was included, and what some of the characteristics and factors associated with um, the patient population. So we get to the good part, and that is what was the outcome? The primary outcome, which was resolution of urinary tract infection symptoms by day 14 after completion of antibiotic active antibiotic treatment was actually similar between both groups. So it was 91.7% versus 91.2%. So there was a non-inferior outcome between the two groups, treatment for seven days versus treatment for 14 days of either Cipro or Bactrim. No difference. So that actually is very encouraging because now we have more clinical data in a structured, randomized, controlled, double-blind study that supports this shorter course of therapy, even in men, for the management of urinary tract infection if they're afebrile. Secondary outcomes, uh, the secondary outcome of urinary tract infection symptoms also did not significantly differ. Um, and the seven-day group, that incidence was roughly 9%, so 9.9% versus uh, a rate or percentage of 12.9% in the 14-day group, and those were not statistically significant. And as for adverse events, that was also very similar between the two groups. So in the seven-day treatment course, they observed an adverse event in 26 out of 131 patients, which represented 19.8%. And in the 14-day group, that was um, identified in 29 out of 123 patients, which represented 23.6%. So very, very similar. The most common adverse event that was noted and reported in the study was actually diarrhea, and that occurred in 8.8% of patients. So there were a number of potential limitations associated with this study that I think would um, be good for us to talk about. We know number one is the obvious fact is that it was a study that was carried out in the VA Medical Center. So, you know, we always have to ask the question whether or not this would be something that we could generalize to uh, a general population. And in this instance, with treatment of men in afebrile UTI and the antibiotics that were selected for use, ciprofloxacin as well as Bactrim, I do think that, um, in my opinion, that there is a uh, definitely the ability to generalize this somewhat to the general population, but something we always have to consider. Another interesting uh, fact is that in this study, they actually fell short of the planned 290 participants that they wanted in the study. And so that had the possibility of decreasing power to detect a clinically significant difference. And so that is something to kind of keep uh, in mind, as well as the fact that the non-inferiority margin was something that was set by expert opinion rather than tied to specific evidence that um, would allow them to determine that particular margin. Uh, so that is something that is also um, uh, a fact that we want to take into consideration. This study, too, interestingly enough, began back in 2014. And so it began in 2014 and ended in 2019. So it was a very long study. It spanned a number of years. And so you may think about whether or not this 
could potentially impact the overall management as well as outcome. But a couple of things that we know to be true. We know that this is still continued to be an issue in terms of duration of therapy and how long we should treat to optimally um, manage a male with UTI. And then in terms of antibody selection, nothing has really changed there. So we are still using similar agents today. Now, because we only saw the use of ciprofloxacin and Bactrim in this study, or that's all the two antibiotics that were evaluated, we want to consider how this data changes when we are looking at other antibiotics. Of note, they did do a, a post hoc analysis, exploratory post hoc analysis that attempted to uh, evaluate whether or not there was a difference in clinical resolution based upon the antibiotic that was used. So looking at resolution of infection or illness using ciprofloxacin versus the Bactrim, and they found no difference to exist, no statistical difference between those two groups. So it's believed that both of those agents were equally effective in terms of management uh, for the shorter course of seven days. So this is extremely encouraging. I mean, this is something that can potentially change and reshape how we are managing men with UTI, a febrile men with UTI in practice. And once again, just reminding everyone that this was the management of UTI in outpatient setting. Uh, and so when we have those patients that are afebrile, that uh, have an infection that not can be, cannot be attributed to another source, um, and that are also symptomatic, there may be the ability to utilize a shorter course of seven days instead of treating these patients for a longer duration, a longer period of time. Now, there are still some questions that remain. It seems like this is just an ongoing saga that has lasted for such a long time. Uh, we talked about uh, concerns with regards to the antibiotic that was selected. So would this outcome be the same for another antibiotic? What if we use nitrofurantoin? Would that change the duration of therapy? Can we still use a shorter course that we don't exactly know? Uh, the second is, does this apply to febrile men? So, uh, you know, thinking about this same study in men that are presenting with a UTI and fever, um, that is a question that needs to be answered. As well as and this is going to, to really be something that we need to think about. Can we go even shorter? So we know that for women, we can get as short as three days. Can we go shorter, especially with uh, these very active, highly bioavailable agents? Can we get shorter than that and, and really get down to uh, a, a treatment course of three days or so? We don't exactly know. So those particular questions still remain as we move from this study. But I do think that we finally, 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 finally have more information to support this shorter course of seven days for men with a febrile UTI. So I hope this will be helpful for you in your clinical practice and that you will be able to uh, hopefully manage patients accordingly to reduce the duration of antibiotic therapy that they are receiving. And again, we will post the, um, the link to the article in this particular podcast episode online. And just to let you know, if you want to grab that right now, it's in JAMA uh, 2021. And this was a publication that came out in July 27th of this year in 2021, volume 326, number four. So I hope this has been very helpful to you. And we hope to see you again in the next episode of the Day Sun Digest. Take care. 